Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And uh, we have an interesting show for you this week. The uh, the Ducks were scoring all kinds of goals on their uh, homestand. They won three out of four of those games. And, well, the goals kind of disappeared uh, as far as this road trip went. But uh, we'll get to those games. We'll talk a little bit about the IIHF and what's going on there with some uh, maybe flag hockey. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Gibson. Some of the uh, injuries of the players and whatnot, some fan questions as well, are also our weekly poll that we'll get to. But uh, before we start, just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're listening on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, uh, like I said, Merry Christmas and hope you guys all have a safe and happy holiday. So with that, Eddie, we were on the last show and we were all excited. The Ducks were scoring, 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 and then they go into this road trip. And, well, they started out okay. They went into Columbus, and they, they ended up winning this game. They didn't score as many goals, uh, you know, as we were seeing in some of these other games where they were averaging four goals at home. But they ended up winning this game, and they also won the one against Pittsburgh where they got four goals as well. So some good start here, uh, at least, you know, we'll, we'll get to the other games. Not so good. But um, the Ducks went into this road trip. They beat the Blue Jackets. And uh, as we talked about in the last show about the Sprague trade, it ended up, uh, you know, working out, uh, at least for now, is, is what we're seeing. And, you know, he had two goals in this game, the, uh, the overtime winner. Um, the Ducks did get down uh, to begin this game one nothing, but they ended up pulling this one out, Eddie. What did you think about the Ducks starting the road trip uh, in Columbus? Well, besides getting a headache off uh, hearing that stupid cannon or watching the game, I think the Ducks did pretty well. But it was all the goalies that took all the attention. Uh, over there in Columbus and then Gibby over here for, for us in Anaheim. They just stole the show, and they were relentless. They were playing extremely well. It, it just was one of those games where, I mean, no, there was no goals in the second or third period. It was just all the goalies. It was it was really fun to watch both of them play, and they made some amazing saves. I believe Sprague, uh, I think he hit the post. So I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it was all last week, and a lot's happened you know, before or, you know, from now to then. But – I mean, him shooting from the angle that first goal was like, holy hell, he did it again. I, I don't know if he just like, what's going on? He probably got an A in you know, geometry or something like that to get those angle shots. And I mean, he, he's a good scorer at those angles. And me personally, if I saw him at the bar playing pool and he wanted to go head to, like, head, to head with me on, on a bet, I probably wouldn't play him. He's so good at those angles. Um, it's good to see him get another goal, his second goal. Uh, second with the Ducks, too, as well. Uh, Manson got the assist on that. Beautiful, just beautiful angle shot. But then after that, it was all the goalies. And then that third period, and really what on the Ducks' side, this game was a 66.1% uh, face-off percentage they had compared to the Blue Jackets' 33.9%. Uh, that plays a big factor into the game. I mean, look at overtime when Henrique won the face-off, got it back to Sprague, and he actually scores a normal goal like up the middle, which that's usually where goals are scored, and it goes in, and we win the game. So it was a really good fought effort, especially you know to beat those goalies and the game they were having was in it like do something special. So I'm really glad that he was able to get that on his wrist shot. Um, I thought the Ducks would you know after this game would go off and have a, a successful road trip. Uh, 
yeah, they were outshot, but each period they had seven shots in the first, second, and third. You know, seven, seven, seven. I think it's like a lucky number, right? So um, I was hoping for, you know, a nice little road trip, but I mean, it didn't really go the Ducks way after that. But I mean, for that game, we were holding our heads high and celebrating a, a nice little win. And we're expecting to start off the road trip pretty strong. But I mean, we'll talk about the rest later. But overall, I, I love this game. This was my favorite game, especially watching the goalies. Yeah, like you said, it was a goalie duel in this game. You know, not a lot, a lot of goals were scored. Obviously, they had to go to overtime and, you know, get this one done with a 2-1 to one, uh, victory. And, you know, the Ducks were rolling at this time, though. Uh, they had won eight of their last nine games. Uh, they had won their fifth straight road game at this point. And, uh, you know, Sprague recorded his career high, you know, that he's, he hasn't scored two goals in an NHL game before. So that was, you know, uh, a, a big thing for him as well. And also the Ironman, Andrew Cogliano, played in his 900th uh, career regular season game, which uh, I'm still holding the record uh, for him. And I know a lot of people were talking about that too, Eddie. Um, you know, even though uh, he hadn't wasn't able to play in a couple games, which we'll, we'll actually reference some of that later too and we talk about some other hits around the league. But uh, he's been eligible to play in 900 games uh, at this point, and he's done so, and obviously played the rest in this road trip as well. So some, some records and some things set there, you know, some good, you know, good stuff to start the road trip. Like I said, it wasn't a dominant performance. They didn't, you know, uh, blow Columbus out of the water. And, and yeah, you only had to hear that cannon one time. So, you know, it, it was good. The Ducks kept rolling, and then they had to go into Pittsburgh, and they also had to play New York. And we had talked about the last show, which goalie was going to face which team, and we figured out that uh, Gibson uh, would go against Pittsburgh. And then Chad Ochocinco Johnson would go against the New York Rangers in the follow-up game. Uh, so in the game against Pittsburgh, uh, it didn't look very good for the Ducks in the beginning. Uh, you had Malkin score. You had Rust, one of the guys we did talk about. Uh, if the Ducks you know, would look at maybe trading or whatnot. And you can listen to all that. Again, on the last show, we talked about possible trade targets. And we'll do that as the uh, deadline comes up closer. But uh, Russ got that second goal, and it was 2-0 uh, Pittsburgh. And he thought, uh-oh, here we go again. We, we talked about Gibson and how sometimes he has some rough games against uh, the Penguins. But the Ducks turned it on in the second period. Um, you had Henrik Sherwood and Kasse all scoring, and you had Getzloff getting you know the last-minute one there in the third just to put the icing on the cake. But uh, another comeback win uh, Eddie and the Ducks extended their uh, road winning streak, and you know at this point they had won nine of their last ten games. Oh yeah, I, I, when I first watched the game, I was like, oh man, like I want to give him the start, like we talked about in the last show. I, I thought he'd be fired up, especially that he hasn't really had that much success against Pittsburgh, and I was just you know hoping that he'd come out really strong. But then those first two goals go, we're down two nothing. I'm like, oh man, like it's gonna be one of those games. Damn it, I, I should have just set the other thing of the show. Maybe I'm going to ask you to go back and edit the show and just edit that part out or something. But the Ducks showed fight. And they. Uh, I, I want to reference the Dark Knight movie when Batman and Joker first meet. And he's uh, the Joker has that uh, his girl, Rachel. And he's all like, oh, you have some fight in you. I like that. And then Batman comes in. You're going to like me. I just I, that's how I felt this game went because. Like, you know, the Ducks came back, and they came out swinging hard, and they won. Uh, Henrique came up. Uh, it was uh, Henrique, Sherwood, Kase, and Getzloff. It's, it's awesome, awesome game. The Ducks outshot Pittsburgh Penguins. And you know, the Penguins are known for that elite team. They have, argumentally, one of the best players in the National Hockey League. And in the world, I mean, it's, it's been proven 
you know, that already. I was a it was a decent physical game. Ducks, you know, hit out hit the Penguins thirty to twenty nine, but they didn't really let the Penguins really take advantage of them or set up or you know get those empty spaces. They were all up on the Penguins. Uh, uh, the Penguins made some some errors too on that game uh, by just having to prematurely pass the puck because knowing that the Ducks were going to be on them. The Ducks weren't chasing this game. They were like just playing positional hockey and it worked out for them. And, you know, fortunately, you know, the Ducks didn't take their foot off the gas and they were resilient in this game. And this is the kind of game I love to see the Ducks play. This is the kind of game the Ducks are known for, those comeback kids, that comeback, that comeback style. And, yeah, they didn't start off too great. They weren't playing that bad. It just they weren't great, but they came back and played the rest of the game a full a full game, and and look what happened. They won, and it was a really big win. And I'm pretty sure you know John Gibson, you know, can help like hold his head high on this game as well. He was a third star of the game, but I mean he kept the Ducks in it too. He was making a lot of good saves after that. He was just shutting down the Penguins, and you know, I, I think that like goalie or that monkey off your back. I don't know what goalies call it. I'm, uh, maybe it's, you know, I don't know, whatever animal off the back for goalies. But I think he kind of got over that bad luck and bad play against Pittsburgh. And hopefully next time they come in, he plays even, you know, that much better. But it was a good win, and I was happy about this one. Yeah, I mean, the comeback kids uh, in this game, you know, after the first period down 2 nothing, are able to rally back and win this one. Uh, the, you know, they continued in the faceoff circle, too, uh, dominating in this game, you know, 59% to 41%. And the Ducks uh, out um, shot blocked uh, Pittsburgh too, seventeen to thirteen. And like you mentioned too, the uh, turnovers in this game, Pittsburgh had uh, you know twelve giveaways or turnovers in this game, which was you know it was a, a factor in there too. And I like just the way the Ducks played in that second period. We talked about second periods and how problematic they've been for this team. And the Ducks came out right away. You know they got that early power play goal by Henrique. Sherwood with the, the, the missile, basically, uh, of a goal, which was just fantastic. Kase, as we talked about, has, has been heating it up. You know, he, he had his hat trick on that homestand. Um, he keeps doing his thing. So this was a good game overall for the Ducks. And, you know, this this road trip and, and all, you're like, okay, you know, we, we talked about it. It's a total of actually six games. But uh, you got the holiday break in the last game against San Jose. So they're, they're playing five of these games. Then they'll go um, – face the Sharks for one game before coming back home. So they look good in these first two. And you thought, okay, you know, they're playing good. They're, you know, like we said, a little bit of a slow start against Pittsburgh. They were able to rally and come back and win that game. Um, and, you know, at this point, too, the Ducks, that was their 12th comeback win, uh, which was tied for second in the NHL at this point in time in this game. And obviously the Ducks uh, had their winning streak. They kept going and going. So you thought, okay, uh, you know, they're going to face New York the next night, uh, Chad Johnson and Nett. You thought, okay, they can keep this rolling right and they can win. And and they actually played okay in this game in, in the beginning. You know, they um, uh, got the lead in the second period by Pontus Aberg and they, and they were ahead one nothing after two periods of play. And they played, you know, a decent game. They weren't necessarily dominating the Rangers, but they, they seemed fine. And then in the third period, Eddie, the Ducks just ran out of steam and, you know, they, they gave up a goal in the middle of the period. It was tied. Then they had a power play chance towards the end of the game. And you thought, okay, the Ducks are going to win, uh, you know, get another goal and win this one two to one. Instead, they give up a shorthanded goal. And then, uh, you know, the empty net goal, which whatever at that point, there's only 19, 18 seconds left or whatever. But 
Um, this one was just kind of disappointing. You know, you, you thought that they had it, even when they got that late power play, maybe a chance to come back in the third period, but they really couldn't get any shots or anything going in the third period. And they just, they just look really tired to me, Eddie, uh, you know, playing in the back-to-back game. Oh, definitely. Uh, you can tell they're playing that back-to-back fatigue caught up to them. They all lost steam. It's really hard to criticize and blame them as much as you want to. I mean, they pretty much played, they played the best of their ability and the best of, you know, of their physical capabilities, you know, for most of the game, that last 40 seconds of the game when they, they lost the lead, it just went downhill from there. But, but fatigue came up for them. Uh, Hayes, Hayes had that breakaway on the Ducks power play. Unfortunately, he went short side on Johnson and it just, the rest is history. It's unfortunate for the Ducks. I really think they deserve this game. They came out and scored first. They looked real good to start it off, but it just went downhill from there. And it's it's unfortunate for this game that they lost. As they started off really, you know, heating up the first two games against the Blue Jackets and the Penguins. But hey, I mean, it's back to back, so you really can't ask for more. Uh, at least we, you know, it wasn't a blowout. We were, you know, kept them. Uh, we were in the game for a while. Um, Chad Johnson, uh, Ocho Cinco. I get that joke finally. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he he looked really comfortable in that. Like usually goalies when they play their first game with their new team, I mean they're just filling it out. He just looked he looked relieved. Like just watching his facial expressions too as well. He just looked calm and cool. So I mean I I think overall he played a a great game. But I mean you're giving up 14 shots to your one shot in the third period. I mean you know what's gonna happen. Uh, go from there. It's just it's not gonna really end in in your favor. So I mean you know the Ducks. You know, Ducks just ran out of steam this game, and we're all hoping for next game that they play. It'd be something different, and we'll go into that next. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, just to finish off this game, like you talked about, the big thing was the Ducks did outshoot uh, New York 14-10 to 10 through the two periods, and then in the third period, only one shot on net. So, I mean, that's just not going to get it done. You know, I, I did think that they could get at least one point, especially when they got that power play in the end, and then they gave the shorthanded goal. I was like, uh-oh. This, this isn't going to work out. And and they did have, you know, they won the faceoff battle again, like we talked about. They've been, they've been killed in, in the in the faceoff circle. They're at 64% uh, in this game to 33. So it was, you know, they were good in there. And then special teams, both teams struggled on the power play. Ducks had five chances, could not score. New York had three. So that was probably the tail of the tape in this game as well. And uh, the Ducks record, too, uh, you know, they had been undefeated when they had the lead after two periods of play. This was the first time that they had lost when they were leading going into the third period during this season so a little unfortunate you know into that streak there too as well so like you said the Ducks then uh, would play Boston uh, Gibson back in net uh, another tough battle we see what would happen in this game and uh, the special teams came to play in this one uh, the Ducks gave up two power play goals in the second period um, they couldn't really rally after that uh, Boston got another early goal in the third and that was really it. I mean, they were up 3-0 for a while. Um, Josh Mahura did score, and it was his first NHL goal, which was probably the lone bright spot in this game. But uh, the special teams play uh, really killed the Ducks in this one. You know, uh, the Bruins power play ranked fifth in the league. Um, he's got two out of four, uh, you know, conversions with the extra man. The Ducks had four chances themselves, couldn't get anything done. And uh, that's the way it looked. Uh, this this wasn't really a good game, honestly. Uh, I would say out of the the five that we are talking about in this current road trip, 
Uh, for me, Eddie, this was the worst one for Anaheim. Oh, yeah. They came out this game flat. It, it just it pissed me off. I have a lot of friends I was in the military with that are from Boston. And, of course, they love to talk shit. So once the score came up, they right away said, that's why hockey doesn't belong in SoCal, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're just running their mouth with the, with a little car and stuff. And how do they say that crap? I just, that bothered me more too. Just my friends talking crap, but the Ducks didn't play well. It just, they didn't have it this game. And at first I was like, okay, you know what? New York, they lost that. They come to Boston, they lose that. You know, they had their bad game on the road trip. Things are going to go up from there. We're going to start winning. Uh, Posternot opened up the scoring and, and I can't believe he was a 20, uh, 25th draft pick in that, uh, 2014 NHL draft. Uh, we, we took Richie number 10. Just imagine if we just flipped that and had him on the team right now with the Ducks. He's a great player. But yeah, the Ducks didn't come to play. It was cool to see uh, Mahura getting his first NHL goal. Congratulations to him. Um, really mature kid. Uh, said in his, one of his interviews that uh, he's planning to give his you know, game or his first goal puck to his family. So that's really good. And he didn't really want to celebrate it too much because of the score. So I I love the maturity level of that. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he was ecstatic to score that goal, but just to have that, you know, professionalism to hold back knowing that, I mean, you're losing still to do that. So um, his family's going to have, I think one of the best, you know, Christmas presents they can ever get on that, that game goal puck right there. So congratulations to that. That, that. that was the only good thing about that game where I, I wasn't totally upset. Like, oh, I'm about to like throw my everything I have in my possession. But the Ducks really need to step it up. But once you mentioned before uh, about their faceoff percentage, they did, you know, outperform the Bruins going 55.4% in this game. And I, I like seeing that because, you know, faceoffs are one of those things that people really don't think that are important but they are just winning the face off can create a lot more opportunities and and deny chances for the other team yeah absolutely like we said they they keep winning in this face off circle and that's that's been the good thing this game it kind of reminded me of the ducks more towards the beginning of the season it seemed like they just were getting a lot more perimeter shots they weren't really getting in the net as much uh you know like you said special teams has kind of been an issue um as of late especially in some of these games um you know they did out hit the Bruins, but a big thing was that 20 turnovers in this game. I, I don't care who you play. You can't have 20 turnovers and expect to win. So, you know, yeah, Mahura got the last goal at the end, but, it, it, you know, they, they were already down 3 nothing at that point. So I am happy for him. Uh, you know, and, and he joins another group of uh, uh, players that have gotten their first goal this season. You had Max Comtois, Kiefer Sherwood, Sam Steele, and Ben Street. They all had their first goals this season, too. So, I'm happy for him and happy for, uh, like you said, with his family and, and everything with him getting that puck and giving it to them. So the, the Ducks just didn't come to play in this one. This was the worst game. Uh, there's just not much to, to really go over on this one. I just didn't see a lot of effort in there. Uh, I, I didn't see as much going towards the net, a lot of skating on the perimeter and staying to the outside. And um, unfortunately, it just didn't work out in this one. And like you said, uh, Pasternak, you know, he had his 22nd goal in this game. I mean, he's just he's just killing it. So... The Ducks weren't able to to rebound after that loss to New York. And then they went in to play uh, Buffalo for the final game before the Christmas break. And this game, the Ducks ended up losing, you know, 3-0. They, they gave up another power play goal in the first period. But, you know, I, I thought they deserved a better fate in this game, though, Eddie. They really turned it on in the second half. 
Um, you know, they did outshoot the Sabres 40 to 33 in this game. They, they won the faceoff battle again, as we keep talking about. But I thought they played a lot better in the second half and they just came up short. I mean, uh, you know, Skinner getting a goal and then obviously, uh, you know, Sherry adding it to the end with the empty net. But uh, I mean, the Ducks, I just, it's just frustrating. I, I thought they could have at least tied this game up with the way that they started the third period. They hit the post, had a lot of great chances. Uh, early on and they just couldn't get that tying goal and then when Skinner got that one to make it two nothing uh, the Ducks just couldn't get back into it so you know frustrating that they lost this game but I definitely like the effort uh, compared to the Boston game oh definitely uh, I, I was nervous watching this game too and covering this game uh, like under a minute into the start of the third or the first period Ducks gave up four shots Jack Eichel just came in there or Eichel came in there and you know good shot crashed the net drove it Gibson made some key saves early on the game, and at first I was like, "Okay, Ducks, let's not like repeat that." You know, Carolina first game where you gave up all those shots so fast, and you just no. Um, but you're right. The in the second half of the game, the Ducks turned it up, and especially in the third period, Ducks were a whole different team, and, and they came out, you know, out shooting them, uh, you know, fifteen to three, and, and they controlled most of the puck. They didn't give Buffalo the spaces. Uh, the first period, they were just they were just chasing the puck. They looked like a beer league team, not knowing how to play, just just following the puck where everyone went, not really following the players or playing positional hockey. So that was kind of frustrating. Uh, they got into penalty trouble, which, you know, came back and bit them in the tail, you know, on the second one. But, you know, in the third, they, they gave it all their gut, and, and they should have won this game. And at, at some points, you know, I thought Ducks were going to come back and score. It just felt like, oh, okay, a goal's going to come. They, they hit the, po- the post twice already. Like, something's going to happen, but... Unfortunately for the Ducks, it didn't, and they didn't convert on the power play either. That they, you know, Buffalo took three uh, three penalties, including there's one in the second, which uh, Zach, but also I'll call him Bozo. He was playing like a Bozo today, but he took the I believe it was a tripping call toward the end. But Ducks had possession; they got the last shot, and I'm not sure if they, they shot and the the play ended. But we had that two minute you know power play to start the third period, and Jake Dotson. He gets a game misconduct. Uh, I, I really don't know what happened, but he tried to, you know, chirp at Bozo over there after gets off and him are going at it. The refs apparently told him to, you know, to pretty much shut his mouth and leave, and he kept going and gets that game misconduct. Uh, I think the refs are a little bit, um, I don't know, they're a little bit weird tonight by those calls, especially with the Ducks, you know, getting all those penalties at first. But, um, yeah, yeah. The Ducks just kind of like let up, let their foot off the gas and gave Skinner an opportunity, and you can't give Skinner that opportunity. He's second in the league in goals for a reason, only behind Alexander Ovechkin, and he makes the Ducks pay, and, and they go up 2-0. Ducks try to take a chance, pull their goalie, and nope, no tomatoes on that. And we end up taking this game a, a loss, and I believe this is the only eighth time, eighth, yeah, eighth time that the Ducks got shut out by Buffalo. And Olmark, this is his uh, first time ever facing the Ducks. So, I mean, he made a big impression. I know he's a bigger goalie. We weren't making him really move that much until the third period. And, and then we started bringing it the fire to him. And especially on that power play, we had um, Adam Henrique almost score a goal as well. He had the empty net, but Jake McCabe came over there and blocked it toward the end. So, just if one of those lucky bounces the post or, or that would have went in, maybe this would have been a different game especially how the Ducks were playing in the third period. But I, I think the Ducks, you know, they played the second half well. They came to play. I just 
I keep saying it. I'm going to keep repeating it because it's the truest statement in hockey. And for those that play at any level and those that watch it a lot, you, you know this. You can't come in and play, you know, you can't play a half a game. You can't play this 60-minute game only 30 minutes because this is exactly what happens. And who knows if the Ducks would have came with that that intensity and that fire from, you know, the start of the game. And, I mean, th- th- this game could have easily been 3 nothing for the Ducks, but – I mean, unfortunately, we have to go on this holiday break knowing that we lost and we have quite a few ways away to wait to the next game. Uh, this game could have got us in second place in the Pacific Division, leap passing the, the Sharks. But uh, unfortunately for us, you know, Jeff Skinner had to come in and be Mr. Hero of the third period. Yeah, and for the Ducks, like you said, now they're tied for third with Vegas, but Vegas has the tiebreaker. They've got more of the regulation and overtime wins. So, you know, that, 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 that hurts. I mean, the Ducks are basically now in a wild card spot. I mean, it's going to be tight. It's, you know, all the way down. We know that that's the way it's going to be. Um, I guess, you know, one good thing that did come in this game is we did see uh, Sprague and we did see uh, Montour in this game. You know, they both uh, went out uh, towards the end of the Boston game. Uh, Montour did come back in, but he took a hard hit, went out, and then Sprague actually got some stitches. He's... Uh, cut his face going into the boards at the very, very end of the game. So they both were in this game. At least the Ducks did not get any more, uh, you know, injuries on this road trip, uh, despite going two, three, and zero um, in this one. And I guess the big thing is, is like we said, they were winning the faceoffs, but the, the power play, you know, the last three games, they, you know, they had one power play goal against Pittsburgh, but in the last three, you know, you go zero for nine in those power plays, and that's going to kill you. And then you also give up power plays. So, Special teams uh, not working out so well for the Ducks here uh, recently in these games. And, and like you mentioned, Eddie, they, they did still have a chance to be in second, but now they got knocked down and now they're sitting there uh, basically in the wild card spot because, like we said, Vegas ha- does have the tie break uh, in this one. So frustrating, but they did play better in the second half of the game. Uh, and like you said, I thought that they they would have gotten a goal early in the third period. I think that they would have at least gone to overtime, maybe if not have won this game. And when they didn't do that in the first 10, 11 minutes and Buffalo got their second goal, then, you know, the Ducks still kept the the, the pedal to the metal here, but, uh, you know, they just could not uh, come back. So uh, a little disappointing end there, you know, like we said, the the road trip, they ended up going, uh, you know, winning two and losing three. So they're going to have this Christmas break and and it's going to be a big game, Eddie, when they play uh, San Jose. Oh, definitely. Uh, We we, we saw one more good thing in this, this game. Sorry to interrupt you right there a little bit, but, um, you know, we all know hockey players are some of the best athletes in the world, and sometimes they have a, a, a hidden talent, which makes them like a dual athlete. Uh, Jeff Skinner could be a professional diver because in that second period, when he, uh, you know, when he tripped over Cogliano's stick, he he dove perfectly on that ice, and I, I can't believe there's no embellishment on the way he just threw himself and dove that way. So congratulations to Jeff uh, Skinner uh, on on being that you know that diver. Maybe one day when the Olympics come back, he can join the Olympic diving team and win a gold medal, you know, for that. But I mean, I want to throw that out there because that kind of bothered me. Okay, I get it. Cogliano lost a stick. You tripped over. You're you know most likely going to get a penalty. But I mean, the way he just threw himself the body like that. Like, come on, man, have some more self respect. And then the refs like to call this embellishment call, and it seems like for some reason it goes against the Ducks a lot. But I mean, there was no call on. Jeff Skinner there, and that kind of bothered me. I don't think that should have been a penalty at all. I mean, yeah, maybe a penalty, but it should have been, you know, an equal penalty since, you know, Jeff Skinner made that effort to to make that diving motion and make that appear like apparent. So, I mean, well, regardless, we still lost, and I'm still bitter, and I'm just probably talking a little more crap, but 
I mean, most of us watch the game. If not, go back and watch that play. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about from Jeff Skinner. Well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, Hayward and Allers were talking about it too, and they were talking about how he was like a championship, you know, ice skater. Uh, I can't remember if it was high school or college or whatever it was. They were talking about how he was so great at skating, and then on top of that, you see him, you know, flop like that. So I agree with you 100%. I, I saw that play too, and I was just like, really, dude? And like you said, you know, if you're going to call that, either you call nothing or you call trip and diving, you know. I mean, that's that's my take on that. But, yeah, Ducks ended up losing that one. And uh, like we said, they're going to have a big game against San Jose coming up, which we are going to have a watch party at El Ranchito in Orange. And we'll post some more stuff on social media as well. So we hope you can get out and see that after the holiday break. We'll hang out. We'll have some giveaways too. I've got some autographed hockey sticks and a few other things that we'll be giving away kind of up and up the uh the prizes for those of you that come too uh as well so you know look for that uh you know coming out of the uh, holiday break but uh this week's uh poll question that we talked about we talked about the goalies too on this road trip eddie and we actually uh threw out the poll question about gibson you know last season uh gibson started in 60 games and we threw it out there to see what people thought. If they thought he would play or, excuse me, start in more than 60 games or would it be 60 or less? And, you know, it's pretty high here. It's like 75% to 25%. Uh, it's been going between that and close to 80% of you think that he will, in fact, play uh, 61 or more games, which I think that would have maybe been a little bit different had uh, Miller not gone down with injury. We know uh, Miller is out uh, projected for six weeks. And, uh, you know, him being out and then the Ducks getting uh, Chad Johnson in there, you know, right now Gibson's, uh, you know, started in 30 games out of the 38 this season. So he is on pace just to be a little bit more than 60. But, you know, looking at this, I I think it would have been a lot closer, though, if uh, Miller would have been healthy for the entire season, Eddie. Oh, yeah, same here. We had trust in Miller. Uh, We saw him play. Um, even games he lost, we had that confidence in him to be that reliable backup goalie because he still played well the games he lost. The Jets just failed to score and you know and, and play their game. Um, I, I I agree with the 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 percentage. I believe that Gibson, especially now, will play that sixty game mark plus. Uh, do I like it? Not really. Um, he played in sixty last season. Before that, he had fifty two, and he's just increasing his his game playing. And yeah, I I understand. Like he's a great goalie. He's at that that level where you know we want him to play every single game. But he's human too. He he's not you know he's not Superman. He's 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 nothing more than just you know flesh and bone, just like most of us and our all of us. I said most of us, thinking like there's aliens listening to the show. If they are, you know what? Hey, thank you guys. <laughs> Invite us to Mars one day. But um, yeah, he's he's gonna play that, and what worries me is he might get too fatigued, and he might get injured come playoffs, and and we all know how it is losing Gibson in playoffs. Uh, I I hope uh, Johnson, when he gets his next start, really finds his groove and, and makes those impossible saves, even if the Ducks aren't playing their best, and kind of proves that he can be that backup goalie to take on some games and take on the, that responsibility, especially how long Ryan Miller is gonna be out. But, I mean, it doesn't really seem like the Ducks are really going to put that trust in him as of right now. So I, I really can see that, him playing that. And I just hope that he doesn't get injured, knock on wood. And I hope he can just maintain his level of play come playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the way Gibson's been playing, you know, he's been like in the top five in a lot of the categories. And, 
the defense has played better, obviously, in these last couple of weeks. They haven't, you know, been hanging them out to dry as much. But, yeah, that's my concern, too, is I, I think he can definitely play over the 60 games. I'm just concerned that they're going to lean on him too much come to stretch, you know, uh, in the coming months when we get down to March and obviously in April with the playoffs and whatnot. So that's my issue. I, I think he will do 60 uh plus the only way I, I could not see that happening is if miller does come back sooner than expected but he's got that knee injury and he's supposed to be out you know like i said projected six weeks so that's unfortunate so i'll have to see how it goes but that was our poll question for this week and you know each week we kind of will do a different one and you know analyze what you guys think and and get your thoughts and whatnot but a uh, majority of you do think he will play over 60 which will be the most for him in the regular season so with that, too, we've got a couple fan questions as well this week. And these are some good ones, actually. Uh, I think one of them was a, a big topic we talked about on the last show, Eddie. We were talking about Ryan Kessler. Uh, we talked about who's hot and who's not. And you brought up how he's, you know, been not hot. And uh, basically, you know, he's only had a, one goal in like the last five, six weeks. Um, also only one assist, too. So he hasn't been doing a whole lot. But one of our fans asked Justin, he said, you know, do you guys think Kessler will ever get warmed up? Seems like he's not the same since his hip surgery. And uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, we've talked about it, Eddie. You, you look at some of the numbers and the things that have gone on. Um, he's just not he's just not the same. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, offensively, I think the issue I see there is he's not really going to the net as much. Um, we know Silverberg has been scoring some goals, so I think he's been passing to him. Silverberg, you know, has nine goals on the season. Uh, Kessler's just sitting there at four goals. So I, I think that's part of it that we've seen. He's still been doing fine in the faceoff circle. He's, you know, almost at 56%. So he's been winning it there. And uh, I think defensively, the Lions still playing okay, you know, uh, overall. They are a plus minus of minus 12, uh, Kessler is, which isn't great, but obviously that's not necessarily going by, uh, you know, the Corsi stats and whatnot. If you're just looking at plus minus for goals, you know, for and against when he's on the ice, that's where he's at. So that's where I look at it. I, I still think he's like, you know, doing good in the faceoff circle. I think he's been fine defensively, but offensively, I just think he's been passing the puck a little bit more than normal. And I don't see him crashing the net as much as he used to in the past. Uh, what do you think, Eddie? Yeah, same here. I agree. I, I, I something's up with his game. He's not playing that that normal Kessler, hard nose, crash the net, win the battles like he 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 is. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. He he needs to heat it up. Like I've said last the last episode. If you guys want to, you know, we can divulge into that. You guys listen to the last show, but I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. Still, who knows? And I really hope that's not the case. And I really hope that you know, if that were, he wouldn't be playing right now because he needs to get better. Uh, he also has uh, 17 giveaways this season and the 34 games he played. And he only uh, he had 21 giveaways last season in 44 games. So he looks like he's going to surpass that number in giveaways as well. So he's not when he has the puck, it seems like it's going off the stick pretty quick. And I just, you know, I, I, if I can ask uh, if, I, if I can ask Santa for anything, I'd ask him to, you know, to get Kessler back, you know, to start getting warmed up and get hot and, and put up those numbers that, but he's supposed to be putting up and get into those zones and create chances and make and just make it hell for the other teams as well, like by his you know physical play and, and make it hell for the goalies when you know when he goes and crashes the net. And like I said, the other players too when he crashes the boards. Yeah, I think part of it too is I, you know in the beginning of the season, you know he was looking forward to playing Nashville. 
right? His arch rival, you know, our favorite player over there, right? The favorite team as well. Yeah, and, freaking, uh, yeah, Nashville Banners. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that was a motivation for him in the beginning of the season because he, he seemed to come out kind of strong and all that. Well, the Ducks, you know, they don't play Nashville in December. They don't play him in January. They don't play him in February. The Ducks actually don't play him again till March 12th. So maybe some of that motivation he had, uh, you know, uh, going in against the Predators and stuff like that early in the season got him spark plugged a little bit. And, you know, he hasn't had that. So he's not going to see that team again, uh, you know, for another three months. So so I don't know, Eddie, maybe it's because he, you know, doesn't have that rivalry uh, motion too. you know, to, to kind of give him an extra push. I don't know. What do you think? They're, they're not going to be seeing the Predators for a few months. Well, I would really hope that's not the case. Yeah, I, I get it. You have that rivalry. It seems like you don't like a certain player. As players on, you know, the Predators. I don't want to say his name because I'm having a pretty good night, so I don't want to just ruin it by saying his name. He bothers the crap out of me. But I don't know. I hope he should have that that motivation to play and get the Ducks winning and, and score a goal. I mean, what hockey player that plays hockey doesn't want to score a goal? Doesn't want to contribute to the team and help them out. I hope it doesn't take all the way, you know, till the next time we play Nash, to the National Predators for him to get a spark again. I, I just really hope everything he gets everything figured out what's going on if there's anything, or I just hope that he just starts playing, you know, a harder style and he gets to those areas and, you know, and starts creating chances. If it takes for him to be dropped down to the fourth line to get that spark again, we see it done with Perry playing on the fourth line, and once he got dropped down for some reason, he just produced and he got that 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 spark in to get back up. Uh, I I just don't know what what needs to happen with him, and I hope he figures it out soon, especially you know for his own sake, because I I'm pretty sure he doesn't like being on this little slump he is, and I'll, and also for the Ducks' sake to get some more wins and get some more points, and and you know just have that physical hard nosed player back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's always wanted to be motivated and, and playing against all kinds of different teams. So hopefully he finds that against, you know, the opponents coming up here in the new year. Uh, one other little stat, too, you know, the Corsi 4 stat is uh, for him is 44.98, which isn't that great. You know, uh, as far as the stats go, you want to be over 50% because that usually means that. Um, you're controlling the puck and having more opportunities for your team. But right now he's less than 50%. So that means when he's out there on the ice, the other team's actually having better chances, uh, whatnot, which is not good, you know, and obviously the, the minus 12, as we talked about too, is, is the you know goal scored for and against when he's on the ice as well, which can sometimes be deceiving. So numbers aren't lying, you know, he's still doing, doing his job in the faceoff circle, but as we said, he's not going into the dirty areas and uh, you know, He's not necessarily being that shutdown defensive line. You know, some nights they are, but some nights they're not. A little bit of inconsistency there. So hopefully he will get better, uh, as you talked about. And, you know, you also mentioned Perry, too. And that was another question we had is uh, uh, Lauren asked us, do we think Perry's return, which is also on the horizon, he should be back um, hopefully in the end of January, uh, maybe the beginning of February, it looks like they're talking about, um, because he has been working out. But, you know, not not to the point of anywhere near uh, obviously playing at the moment. But she asks, you know, when he comes back from his knee injury, do we think that he'll have some kind of big return like Tamu? And I really hope so. I hope he does. Um, you know, like we said, it's going to be coming up soon here in the next couple of months and we'll get to see him. And I, you know, I, I think he will, if he can come out 
and everything goes good with the knee surgery and he doesn't rush it back too soon. I mean, that's really only my concern, Eddie. Uh, what do you think about Perry and, you know, uh, getting back on the ice here, uh, you know, in the new year? I think he will. I think he have, have that motivation, that spark. And um, he'll come back at 100% this time. Obviously, Perry hasn't been Perry. And I'm pretty sure he, he knows what's going on. He knows all the criticism he's been getting. He he's probably goes online and, and sees the article. I can't imagine that these players don't, you know, look at social media or, or look at what's going on with articles, especially in the days of social media that is thriving right now. I think once everything gets situated and he's, you know, he feels like 100% and comes back, I think he'll be a big factor and he'll be that same Perry we know. And, and, and we'll see a, a different Perry than we're used to. We'll see that old school Perry you know, that, that, that scored the 50 goals. I mean, is he going to get 50 goals this season? Most likely not. If he does, that'd be great. Uh, definitely be great scoring 50 goals in a span of a few weeks. But, I mean, he, he should be a factor for the Ducks, and, and he'll lift the Ducks up and, and get some goals, and he'll, you know, he'll make his presence known. I, I'm pretty sure all the other teams are, are going to be pissed off. Uh, Seattle, you'll be pissed off in a few years when you come in the league to know Perry the way he plays. But I, 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 I can see him, you know, having that same success that Timo did when after he had his surgery, he just came back and, and, you know, played the game that he loves at the level that he knows he can play. So I'm really looking forward to Perry coming back. I've said it in the uh, our previous shows before the season started. I was thinking Perry was going to have a, a pretty good season. Uh, was it a career season? I wasn't sure, but I knew he was going to have a bigger impact and a bigger, you know, like his play was going to be bigger this season than it was. Unfortunately, he had that injury. And that took him out oh, pretty much most of the season now. But, yeah, I, w- w- when he comes back, I would look for Perry. If you don't have him on fantasy, I would add him right away because I think he's going to put up some numbers, you know, come those few weeks when he's playing. And, and when we make the playoffs, he'll be a factor in that too as well. And I think it's going to be huge. I mean, both these guys, if uh, Perry can come back and, and be on fire, I think it's going to, you know, help the Ducks down the stretch. And if Kessler can pick up his, you know, offensive game, uh, playing, and I, I think those will be the things that the Ducks will, you know, look to do to to get going. I think, uh, you know, the timing too with the trade deadline coming up, it'll be interesting. We did talk about some of those players in the previous show, the last one actually. If you want to listen to that, we'll talk about some more as that, you know, gets closer maybe towards uh, the end of January or so at the beginning of February. We'll kind of go into it more, especially as you know the team unfolds and see you know where things are at at that point in time. Still a little bit early. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Ducks definitely miss Perry. I think he'll come out and I think he'll play good. And, you know, that'll be a big plus for the Ducks. I think a- another thing too is, you know, on this road trip, they're without Ricard Raquel as well. And like we said, he hasn't been having quite the season that we wanted to. Um, the Ducks need to get him back and get him going. And the Ducks were also without uh, Cam Fowler as well on this road trip. So, you know, the Ducks did go 2 3 and 0. But, you know, I think they could have at least, you know, had a winning road trip. But, you know, all these guys out and they're still hanging in there in the playoff spot and whatnot. I, I think, you know, it's still still things to be hopeful for. Yeah, they didn't play great in the last couple games. I ended up losing. But if we get some of these guys back, uh, also Patrick Eves as well. You all know that he's out with the back spasms and the rib injury, too. So you have a handful of guys. The Ducks get back just a couple of these guys. I, I You know, I'm, I'm pretty positive. I, I think that this team... Uh, can make a pretty solid push, Eddie. I mean, they're hanging around here between second and third in the Pacific Division, and I think as long as they can do that for the next couple of months, and then and you know then turn it on when they get some of these guys back, uh, I, I look for a strong finish from Anaheim. Yeah, same here. I'm looking forward to that too as well. 
especially getting it, you know, everyone healthy, everyone back, all the chemistry flowing again. Uh, hopefully, you know, Patrick Eves too comes back. I think he, uh, he, he'll be a factor and just with the chemistry as well. Uh, Perry, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs and what we can bring in just getting there as well. I don't want to just, you know, just, just have a game to be inconsistent from here on out. I, I don't want the Ducks to win games, you know, because of Gibson only or then play, you know, 30 minutes, 25 minutes of the game, of a 60-minute game. I, I want to see improvement from the team as well overall. I, I want, you know, defensive core to improve. I want the offensive core. I, I think we're setting a goaltending. I, I mean, if Gibson can improve in any way, I, it's even, even better for, for everyone. I just want the Ducks to just touch on those little things that they have to do, with, you know, controlling the puck more, not chasing and, and not giving the other team space and, and not letting them crowd the net and just get in those deep zones and, and fight for the puck and, and be that hard-nosed, a.k.a. dirty Ducks like a lot of the people, uh, other uh, teams want to call us in the league. But I just want to see that again. I think that's going to bring success when we make the playoffs, and it's going to just you know create hell for other teams, and that's exactly what we want to do. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, we did see that in that last, you know, second half in the last period of that game against Buffalo, too. They were going all over the place. And like you said, out shooting them and just didn't get the breaks. So, you know, I still think that they can do that. And, you know, in, in this road trip, you know, really only the one out of the five games, the Boston game was the one that they played terrible. So I, I still think they're on the right pace. And um, we'll kind of shift gears here. And we got a couple other little things we'll cover before we wrap up the show. But uh, we'll talk about some of the younger Ducks, too. Um, you know, they're having the uh, IIHF uh, World Juniors is coming up here. They're doing the pre-tournament games and then the tournament as well. And, uh, you know, Comtois was uh, obviously sent down to the minors, but then uh, he's also playing for Team Canada. He's been lighting up. He's got three goals and two assists in two games already. You've also got Lundstrom and Exxon, uh, Ericsson Eck with uh, Team Sweden as well, and then Dosta with the Czech team. So you got four of the guys playing in that tournament. It's something to look for. Uh, I think the funny part of this was the tweet by uh, Corbinian Holzer, Eddie. Uh, the IHF was talking about their new checking rule. And, uh, well, they had an interesting video, I guess, that he put out um, where, I don't know. What did you think, Eddie? It, it seems, you know, when Holzer talked about flag hockey for this tournament, um, it, it seems like a love tap now uh, in this tournament is going to be a two-minute penalty. I personally, and I've voiced my opinion so many times, I think it's absolutely disgusting to see that. Um, this is hard hockey, hard-hitting hockey, and I think things like this, they screw with the integrity of the game. I, I don't know what's going on with the league, how the fighting's decreased, the hard-hitting has, you know, every big hit is suspension-worthy, and the league's taking a look at it. And I, I, I don't know where the league's going, and, I mean, now you're saying that, you know, if they have the puck, you can't just, you know, you can't hit them anymore once they get rid of it in that split second. I mean, hockey's a hard, a, a fast game, the fastest game on earth. And you want to change the rules and make it, you know, like like you're playing beer league or flag hockey. I mean, what next? You're going to just completely take out body checking out of the game. It's just, it, it's going it's going nuts. And they're trying to prevent, you know, they're just trying to change the game in a way I, I don't want to see. And it's sad because I love this game. I, I grew up watching it, and I mean, I, I mean, this game literally makes me breathe every morning. I, I first thing I do when I, I go to sleep is think about hockey or check highlights or any news of hockey. The first thing I do when I wake up is the same thing. I love this game, and to see it just getting tarnished and watered down because people can't accept the fact that you know that that, that injuries are going to happen. I mean, 
I've talked about this before. I understand, and it sucks for those people that have the injuries, long-term injuries, and you know the head injuries, and, and all the stuff that resorts from that. But you guys are adults when you come in the game, and and me personally, I would sacrifice my life and my head to have the opportunity to play in the NHL. I, you know, if it's gonna mess up my quality of life, you know, after then so be it. That's my personal choice because I love this game so much. But I don't know. I just the the people. Or the people running this game and I don't know what's going on, Mike. It just, it frustrates me to see where this, this league is going and, and where it's trending down to. And, and, and then seeing that, you know, this new, like what rule number 153 on their agenda, just you pass the puck. And if you hit someone, it's a penalty. Like, well, I mean, just, you might as well take hitting out of hockey and then screw the game. I mean, then what next is, you know, go watch basketball if you have a problem with, with hockey and the way it is, or tennis, maybe, you know, that'd be more of your liking. But I just think it's absolutely disgusting on, on where this game is trending and things like that don't help the game. You're just kind of spitting in the integrity of it. That's in my opinion. No, I mean, you, you get a big amen from me on that. I, you know, I understand. I mean, I get it. It's the World Junior Championship. You know, you got these guys that are looking at these promising careers and whatnot, and you want to do these rules on the, you know, to, you know, alleviate the injuries and whatnot. I totally get it. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's just, it's a little bit too much. I mean, you look at the, you can look at the tweet and look at the video, just go look at uh, Corbinian Holzer's (laughs) tweet. It's hilarious. But I mean, you can then, you know, look at their tweet about, uh, the rules and whatnot. When you look at the the very first video, I mean, I'm like, okay, you have to be kidding me right now. This is like a love tap, and that's a penalty. I'm like, okay, I get the whole thing with the head con. You know, the head contact stuff. I get that stuff. We're actually got some hits in, that we're going to talk about too right now um, to finish up the show. So I I totally get that part when you're trying to alleviate head contact. Um, either whether it's an elbow or a shoulder, a stick, or, you know, you're hitting somebody into the boards, that kind of stuff I get, but this other stuff, you know, I, I don't know. And I just, it's just disappointing. Like you said, Eddie, yeah, the league is, is gone away from it and certain things too. And now to see this in the junior thing, uh, I get protecting players, but only to a point. And, and this is just kind of over the hill for me. So, um, but there were some other interesting plays, uh, you know, that happened this week too, Eddie, that we wanted to talk about. I think there's one hit you want to talk about that was just in the, um, San Jose Kings game too, uh, that you wanted to mention and kind of go over and see what, uh, we thought about that. Cause it's going to be a play that's going to be reviewed and it's a, a one that involves, well, depends on the way you look at it. it may or may not involve some head contact. <laughs> oh yeah. Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks, uh, took a, "Quote unquote illegal check to the head on Kings forward Austin Wagner." Um, yeah, I I just don't see it as an illegal check. I mean, you're a rookie and you have your head down at the last moment of truth. What do you expect is going to happen? The contact's going to come to your head. I, I still see shoulder and shoulder, and even though it bothers me to agree with anything San Jose, it it just it, it's a clean hit, and this is what I'm talking about: how the league is just getting watered down and. And suspensions are, you know, just being thrown out left and right like Oprah's giving away cars or something. It just, I, I'm so confused. I mean, even in beer league, I, I took my head down and tried to cut inside the center, and my it was, my head was completely down. And I get, I get leveled. I mean, that's my fault. You know, fortunately, I, I was playing with a guy that helped me up after it rattled me for a little bit. There was no call on the play. They usually let things go, like when you play a little higher divisions. 
but I mean, I, I didn't blame him, right? I didn't say, oh, you hit me illegally. No, I just, I, I did the wrong thing of rule, like the number one rule in hockey is, you know, keep your head up. I don't think this is a bad hit at all. It's unfortunate, you know, you know, a player like Eric Carlson, who's not known at all to be dirty, is it's probably going to get suspended. You know, it, uh, unfair. It's kind of an unjust thing. I, we go back to, you know, remember Micah, Andrew Cogliano, we talked about him. You know, he's still our Iron Man, and he would have had that, you know, that streak still going officially if he didn't get that call. I mean, I can only imagine, like we were talking about earlier, Andrew Cogliano took this hit. He'd probably have, like, two seasons off suspension. Who knows? It just, I, I don't agree with it. And like I said, it just, it's trending down where the, the, the league is just, you know, the integrity of the game is being jeopardized. And like I said, I, I would never, you know, defend a San Jose player. And I would always want to say that they're wrong 110%. But I, I think, you know, I think Eric Carlson didn't do anything wrong. He just he was playing the game that he knows how to play, uh, the, the hard-nosed style he should be playing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that play, I mean, the initial contact is shoulder-to-shoulder. And then it looks like on the follow-through, he makes uh, contact with the Kings player's head afterwards, or maybe that was just the impact and whatnot uh, from there. But I mean, to me, you know, I don't like either team, so I don't, you know, let them beat each other up, you know, so that way, you know, the Ducks can come in and and take them out. But aside from that, looking at just, you know, the play, um, I I don't know. I didn't really see it being, you know, a a severe uh, head hit. It looked like he went to the shoulder. And then uh, the shoulder might have glanced uh, off the face a little bit afterwards, but it, it looked more like the impact with maybe the head coming forward to the shoulder in that check. You have to look at the video. There, there's a couple out there that are slowed down frame by frame, and and you know obviously hockey's a fast game. It's hard to see it you know all the time live on certain plays. But if you look at this one, you know I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what the league does on this. But you're right. Overall, we've seen these kind of plays. And, you know, we saw some with the Ducks, too, in these games. You know, we saw uh, Sprague get hit uh, in that game against Boston. And, uh, you know, he was already going down. So there was there was no penalty called. I didn't think it was a dirty hit or anything like that. And, uh, you know, he, like we said, he got some stitches in the face, but he ended up being okay. But you see some of these things now, and it's tough, man, uh, with this player safety and the way that they're doing things. Um, you know, obviously we're all still not happy about the whole thing with Cagliano. And he still has the record uh, in my book and Eddie's book. And I'm sure everyone else out there listening, it's a Ducks fan um, or even a hockey fan, I would think, too. So uh, some of these plays, though, I, you know, I don't know, Eddie. It, it's it's difficult. They're, they're starting to, like you said, they're going to get on it now and whatnot. Uh, if he ends up getting something, it'll be interesting to see. But then, you know, there's other times we talked about uh, plays that we've seen, too, with other players on other teams and they get away with certain things, and then nothing's called. So, you know, it's just Crosby. inconsistent. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some inconsistency with certain players on certain teams uh, that have done some things here and there uh, recently, too. And and I think that's what makes it tough for this league. It makes the fans get upset. Yeah, exactly. Just I, I wish it was more consistent. I obviously, like less suspensions, of course, because some of the suspensions I've seen were kind of just weird. But I just want some more consistency. I think the Department of Player Safety, I, I think, you know, for the last two seasons, they're failing at their job and something needs to, you know, happen over there. And they need to reconstruct and have a different set of standards the way they do things. It seems, you know, certain players on certain plays will get away with more than another player on a different play. It's just it's just too inconsistent. And I, I watch a lot of hockey. I'm, I'm a nerd and I don't really have a life. So whatever game's on, I usually just put it on to watch it. And I see the same thing in games where, you know, 
and and the refs too don't make the right calls on certain plays. But then I watch a Ducks game and they're calling that. I'm like, wait a minute, I just watched you know, I just watched the the the, the Canadians in the Boston Bruins game and they let that go. But now they're calling a Ducks player for that. Or hey, you know what? We got hit the same way. But then Department of Player Safety is you know taking a look at this and that. It's just it's so inconsistent, and that's what gets really frustrating. You know, for me as a fan too, and like you said, a lot of other fans probably feel the same way. Yeah, and I mean, I think the players get to it too. You know, that at some point you see different things happen, they get upset. So it's, you know, it's something that the players have had to adjust to. And like you said, it's been, uh, you know, a little bit kinder, gentler type league as far as the hits and whatnot. Now we're seeing it in the World Junior Championships as well. So, um, you know, we're going to wrap up the show. I mean, I hope you guys have a good, safe Christmas. Uh, like we said, we're going to have our watch party when the uh, Ducks come back and, and play San Jose after the holiday break. Also, if you want to spend time with the Ducks on New Year's, uh, you can join our Patreon website, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ducks and Pucks. We're going to give away a couple tickets to that home game against Tampa Bay on New Year's Eve. So look for that as well. So thank you for listening to the show. Uh, Happy holidays from Eddie and I, and let's go Ducks.